You are listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy, and is recorded at the Francis Roy office in Valparaiso, Florida. A lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. Never to exceed 30 minutes, this podcast is an easy addition to your playlist of favorites. Let's get started with this week's guest. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and I have a great guest and actually, let me just back up a little bit. I have a great guest and I'm in a great place because this guest is a friend of ours at the agency. And not only that, we got to connect in a little mini reunion today at a conference that we're both attending and speaking at. Um, welcome, Erin Rossetti. Thank you. I'm so happy to see you again in person. I'm so it's happy amazing. to see you in person. And I don't get to do the interview in person a lot. So this True. is nice. Okay, so Erin, give a little backstory, tiny bitty one, and then I just want you to take it because I feel like when you tell a story, I like to listen. Ah. So. Thank you. Um, Aaron is an award-winning uh, strategic communicator, which we can go through the list, but we'll also include it in your bio, but really a passionate storyteller. And what I love about you is that not only are you crisis trained, which is huge yeah. in our field, but you have such big empathy chops and bring so much compassion to the table. And so I think that we can all learn a little bit of you were this morning's keynote speaker. You talked about imposter syndrome. Now you're working for Memorial Health in um, on the Mississippi coast. So we're really talking about um, taking care of yourself and mental health. There's so much. Yes. Can you just school us, please? Okay. <laughs> Loaded question. Okay. Um, let me talk first about uh, the piece with Basically, mental health is, is obviously a, a huge priority for me. And I know that you said you kind of wanted me to share a bit about the journey or maybe mm-hmm. maybe how I find mental health yes, um, or what helps me most. And I told this, that was a question that I received earlier in the keynote um, as part of the Q&A was, you know, what do I do to, to not become burnout? Mm-hmm. And since having my child and having a child is a very humbling experience in general, mm. <laughs> but it's really helped reprioritize my life. Right. Mm. And I know that that is going to come with a territory. That's the first piece of advice that you get typically, mm. right. Is it's going to change your priorities and your perspective immediately. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure that I believe that entirely, but it, it has. And the quality time that I spend with my son and mm. my husband and, and my friends, my girlfriends, the people that unfortunately you've fallen out of contact with because of the pandemic. Right. It's almost like it became a, um, a safeguard, mm-hmm. right? The pandemic, you had an excuse to not have right. to see or do and, and experience. And now it seems like it's coming back with a vengeance mm-hmm. um, and everyone can do they things want to in catch person up. again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, having that guarded and safeguarded time mm-hmm. is really important. The, like I set up my uh, my hours, my quality time hours, basically on a daily basis, because I know that's the only real time that I'm going to have with my son and mm-hmm. with him being this young and me choosing to continue in my career and not take some time to be solely with him. Um, you know, for me, it's really important just to hyper focus on him yeah. and, and my husband, Nick, and to spend that time together really presently and just be all in whenever I finally have time to decompress and, and I can leave work 
where work needs to be. Mm-hmm. And like someone said earlier, it's always going to be there tomorrow. So it will be there tomorrow. <laughs> yes. They're not going to do it. No one's, there's Correct. no work fairies. So there's they're no not going to come in and do it for you. You've had such an evolution in the last four years since you uh, contracted with our agency, which we are so glad to have someone of your talent in the very beginning for us, you know, um, but you've had a baby, you've changed, um, vertical markets, not necessarily what you do, right, in those spaces, but um, your market space. And then now um, the world is completely different. Mm -hmm. So you've had big, you yourself have had big changes, but then the world is changing at the same time. You know, um, how has that been for you? I'll be completely honest. Um, I had to talk to my primary care provider two months ago to to explore SSRIs. or, you know, not even SSRIs, but basically explore some type of route that was going to bring me peace mm-hmm. because I was trying everything holistic possible, right? Exercise has always been a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. Meditating has always been a big factor in, in what I do and, and really reflecting on things and trying to be, again, mindful of how I feel has always been a strategy for me, but it just, something was lacking, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like every day I felt like, I was waking up and, and there wasn't much to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary place to be in. It is. It's yeah. very scary. It's hard because, um, you know, I try to practice meditation a lot as well. Mm. Sometimes I can get there. Most of the time I cannot. <laughs> and I find myself wondering because it's an Eastern medicinal practice, mm. is it is it just not enough for our society or do we need to dial back, right? Mm-hmm. Like it can't, it doesn't feel like enough for me meditation because I can't always get there right. you know it's like I'm trying you know I, I had a friend who's really good at meditation so it could just be like my crazy brain right but mm-hmm. she said you know just imagine a red door shutting every time like really imagine the hinges and the structure and the makeup and the creativity of the door mm-hmm. anytime a thought tries to come in just shut the door yeah can't do it wow <laughs> I cannot I, do my it. mind's always running too yeah so mm-hmm. I mean it's I think it is kind of nice for uh, people to realize that even those individuals that seem like they have it all together, mm. we're all struggling. Mm. And the struggle is the equal playing field, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that what you guys are experiencing on the health and the health side of things? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think with our community in particular, and I touched on this earlier, we do have those chronic illnesses that are so pervasive. I mean, hypertension, diabetes, COPD, uh, Mississippi never ranks highly for health. Mm-hmm. We're always at the bottom of the list. And our community in particular is really um, uh, challenged with a lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. So whenever I decided to accept this position, my core was telling me, you can use your talents to help inform people mm-hmm. and to help be a voice, right, where it might not currently exist and and help people navigate this really complex healthcare system that we have here in the U.S. especially, um, and we can be part of that solution, you know, in right. marketing and communications. And so that's what led me to accepting the position as well as working with an incredible team and under wonderful leadership, right? Um, and so I think what, we ch- what we're challenged with right now as marketers is that our, our, our audiences are really segmented. Mm. We have so many ways of communicating with our audiences, right? but simultaneously, 
they are hyper focused on one channel or they you know only want to consume their media in a certain way and it's up to us to figure out what that is right and that poses a lot of challenges for us right um, and i think there's a lot of strategy behind it but at the end of the day it's about being human yeah having empathy Mm-hmm. Understanding that you got to meet people where they are, right. and and know that that there are these disparities that exist, mm-hmm. and access to healthcare is not equal for everyone. Right. Um, so we have to get out into those communities that need it most and that are underserved, and that is a huge mission for us as a health system. You know, um, we talk about it, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm on the the pod sometimes and and our listeners really quote unquote love it i don't think it's like we love the topic i think we like the relevancy and the mirror that we feel like we're not alone right so it's so difficult to be a woman like yourself everyone easy to look at you and be like oh my god you've got it right but you feel that kind of imposter syndrome sometimes we all do um women marginally feel it more but men experience it as well uh, a lot and and more now than ever. And I think it's so important, the sharing of the story, because it's not, our transparency is not hypocrisy. No. It's saying that we can, you can excel and you can have a moment where you don't excel and you can get right back on the horse Mm -hmm. and it's going to be fine. But just kind of sharing that knowledge with people. Do you struggle with that sometimes? I have been an open book. I like to Mm -hmm. be really candid and frank with people. And and I find myself in networking events. I don't know if this is you too. Mm -hmm. I feel like it is. Um, I don't do the niceties. Like I don't do the the small small talk. talk. That's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm, if I don't know you, I'm going to meet you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find out some commonalities and then we're going to dig deep. Like, and it might only take 15 minutes to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, if I have like a Tito's with water lime, it might be faster than that, but (laughs) we're going to find some way to really connect. And I don't want it to be surface level. I want us to, to help each other. And Mm -hmm. I think just being able to express what's happening why you feel that you don't deserve the accolade or the position or the promotion or let's just talk it out. Mm -hmm. And I need to talk it out with someone, especially my mentors and people that I trust and can confide in because you are deserved. Of course. And I heard yesterday, um, I listened to Meghan Markle's new podcast and Everybody's she talking interviews, about it. it's fantastic, yeah. um, called Archetypes. And she interviews Serena Williams mm-hmm. about ambition which is a term that is used in reverence for men usually, usually. and not so much for women. It's accusatory. Correct. Yeah. Like we're one-upping or we're bossy or we're aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. And so Serena and, and Megan are talking back and forth and, and Megan's just saying, you know, it's just a challenge whenever people say, do you experience imposter syndrome? She's like, no, I don't. I don't. Because if I did, I would be so unconfident in myself, right? Like yeah. I've gotten to where I am because of the fact that I believe in myself, mm-hmm. but there's something holding me back. Like maybe it's the feeling in the room whenever you walk in and you feel like people have been having the meeting before the meeting. Right. Yeah. Or the meeting after the meeting. Right. And you're not privy to those conversations. Yeah. And so you don't have all the information at hand and you just right. feel like, uh, you know, you have a target on your back and that can make you feel like an imposter. Yeah. And that is so unfortunate, but that is the, those are the politics of the workforce, right? That's yeah. what you deal with on, on a frequent basis. So uh, I just have to remind myself that everyone has experienced a lack of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Or feeling like they don't have the resources they need several times throughout their career. I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way. No way. That was a big thing that we wanted to walk away with this morning. Like everyone is feeling this in some capacity and it's mm-hmm. okay 
to feel that way. Yeah. Um, and you just have to talk about it, just express it. Well, I think your session set the tone for people to be open to new ideas mm -hmm. and not let the little voice that tells them you can't do this shut down the possibility of the implementation of right. those ideas. And so it's so smart to position you guys in the AM because mm -hmm. I found, because I, I went right after you for podcasting yeah, in here yeah. and we got to kind of carry that and say, there should be nothing keeping you from stopping yeah. the creation of this if you really want to do it for yourself. Yes. It's easier than you think. You have all the tools that you need. It's just like these little things, right? These are things yeah. that we can do. So it really set the tone, I think, for the rest of the day. And you just kind of need those little pep talks. Oh, don't we? Don't we? Pep talks <laughs> bad. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do. We're always, like I said earlier, we're the cheerleaders for everybody else. Right. There's no one cheerleading for marketing. It really isn't. And I hate to be that way or for yeah. PR or for advertising because we are yeah. our output is assessed by everybody instantly. Yes. And we have to be the most vulnerable because we have to be the first ones to receive harsh criticism mm -hmm. where it's usually not due. And so we're not looking at other functions of our organization, right? Or even like in client relations, sometimes that can be a challenge too. And we're not assessing things with the same scrutiny, right? As people are assessing us with. It's true. And that makes us, I think first it makes us strong. Yeah. We mm -hmm. can take that harsh criticism, right. the judgment, the, the coming from a place of maybe sincerity, but not okay. being able to deliver it. Yeah. adequately um, or the place of uh, not being educated about what we do and how right. we do it and, and, and how much it takes, you know, to produce on a yeah. instant, you know, like hour by hour basis. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I think refocusing on that is really important too. Well, this has been the pep talk that I needed, Erin. So thank you so much <laughs> for this. And I know we're doing a little sidebar, but I was so excited that we were going to have this time and could really expand on your session this morning yeah. because what a message for the other 5,000 people that live to our, uh, you know, listen to our podcast and are yeah. not here. Um, just really kind of needed to hear that you can do it. It's going to be okay. Yes. Continue to create risk, you know, do everything that you need to do to, yeah. to make things that you want happen in your life happen. So Absolutely. thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. It's so good to see you. you I'm going to give you a big hug after this. Perfect. But um, if you're listening, and I know you are because this is riveting and um, exceptional, uh, <laughs> please send us any questions that you have for Erin, and we'll make sure that she gets them and answers them. Hello at FrancisRoy.com. We'll be back in two more weeks. We have another amazing guest with uh, so much insight and knowledge, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you so much. Thank you.